people don't understand the difference between products and core competencies. They don't understand the, the difference between unique value proposition and commonalities. That's the issue. Welcome to Elements of Styles, the business podcast that trades in scarce thinking for community, conversation, and ideas in abundance. Each week, I, Mark Styles, sit with professionals and entrepreneurs, both local and global, and learn how they each add value to their communities, their partners, and their teams. Please enjoy. Hey, welcome back to Elements of Styles. Today, I am grateful to have Phil Gantz of Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. Phil is a mortgage loan professional. Hey, Phil, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me, Mark. So tell me, Phil, what are you up to these days? Well, I'm in Florida and I'm trying to, you know, connect Massachusetts to Florida as I'm a Florida resident. And there's such opportunity, uh, you know, in, uh, in both states, but uh, I'm here to make big things happen. So primarily your business has been in Massachusetts? Yeah, 98% of my business is currently Massachusetts. And while I still am going to grow, I want to make very clear, I'm growing in Mass. But now, because of the latest technologies, it's easier to grow in multiple places at once. Thank you, Zoom. <laughs> so tell me about that. People are, uh, people are much more open to having a, a remote conversation you don't have to be boots in the ground well what i would say is is that in any relationship you start with introduction commonalities and then you walk work to a unique value proposition with the technology today getting a face-to-face introduction is probably easier and then you can work towards your commonalities the reality is you still have to be able to meet the people and that's the reason why i fly back and forth um, but the technology can, uh, uh, you know, help you blossom and be in more places at once, uh, you know, for that uh, introduction. You know, typically a dinner or a face-to-face or a one-to-one will, will, will happen to the commonality stage, right? So, um, but I, I definitely use technology to help benefit my business and benefit others. So why Florida. Well, Florida is really growing. You know, I'm in a part of Florida where it's actually not growing because it's not allowed to grow. But Florida is happening. A lot of people are moving to places where there are no taxes. Yes, people do not like to pay taxes. In fact, you know, the tax rate in Massachusetts is 5.9%. And if someone at the age of whatever, 18, had saved 5.9% of their income in today's dollars, you'd have over a million dollars in your 401k. One of the biggest issues in retirement is people are, do not have enough money because they pay it to their state. They don't have enough to save because they give it to their st- state local government. And then when it's time to retire, they don't have money to give back to you. And that's not a good relationship, right? Uh, I mean, look, you, you pay money for infrastructure and the Boston roads has some holes that they needed to be filled. <laughs> And that's really what it's about, right? That's one of the things. A lot of people moving here, a lot of opportunities. You know, you can work much, much harder and much more with intensity in the winter months when it's not snowing, right? People don't realize. I was, when I am in Boston, you know, and I go to a lunch and I come back to the office, I literally needed the frost for 20 minutes, right? 
that's the that's just the reality, right? But uh, there's a bigger opportunity, different ways to do business, and there's there's a lot of opportunity for everyone. And I think it's not a zero sum game. It's a business where everyone can can win, and that's really what the global economy is about. You can have many winners, just not one winner. And that's the way to look at it. It's through collaboration. That's a great way to look at it. Um, let me ask you this, Phil. When did you get into the business originally? I got in 21 years ago. I graduated September of uh, December of 2000, of 2000, and then you 9-11. And I was supposed to go to the Peace Corps in, in that February, and it got canceled because Uzbekistan was not going to happen because it was dangerous. And so I didn't get a job till May, uh, May 8th um, of that year uh, at AmeriQuest Mortgage. I mean, people now call that like AAQ Capital or something on LinkedIn, but let's be real. It's called AmeriQuest Mortgage. And it was, a, it was you know, I started off from the bottom as a telemarketer. So I, you got to start from, and a notary. So as a notary slash telemarketer, remember back in the days, you could, you could be a loan officer and you could be notary guy. They closed your loan. I did everything. Oh, that's hysterical. So that was what? That was 2002 One. One. Okay. And, and AmeriQuest, I mean, how long were you with them? I was with them for about five years, five, six years. And okay. it was fine. You know, I, I did well, like usual. Uh, but, you know, really, it wasn't for me. You know, and I, it was good. I was very thankful to learn. But I left on top. You know, I didn't want to be MJ and the Wizards. You know, <laughs> I, I was the top loan officer. I then moved to the uh, state of Connecticut, was a top branch manager. Then, um, you know, I got fired as the branch manager there because they thought they could put in someone better. That didn't work out for them. But, um, but then I became loan officer again. I said, look, I don't want to do loan officer for AmeriQuest Mortgage anymore. Um, I then went to uh, one company. I forget what it was called. It was like Oak Street for, for uh, one day. I quit on my second day there because I'm like, I didn't have the right leadership. Then I joined a company called Partners Mortgage. I think I was there for about three years. Great guys. They got purchased by Mortgage Network. Um, and then Mortgage Network almost collapsed. Um, you know, they had told me like during that Thanksgiving, I think it was like, Oh seven. They're like, we're breaking records. But then like, that was the week before Thanksgiving, but then Thanksgiving, they're like, we're not sure we're going to make it by the time you eat your Turkey, basically. <laughs> One week and it's nothing against them. I actually think I'm just for record. I think they're great people. They're good people. Um, and I'm always thankful for that opportunity. Right. Um, and that was just uh, an industry, uh, you know, thing. And uh, that's how fast things happen. I don't even think they were like, like one week, they were like doing great. And the next week, they're like, well, we got no money. But this is what people don't realize. These things can happen very fast, right? You, you know, everyone wants to be an over owner of a major corporation until you don't, right? Like these guys take big risks. I, I would say that. For any of these owners of these major corporations, there's always a lot on the line for these people. So I have nothing but respect and love for these, these people to take big risks. Uh, and, you know, and then from there, I picked a company 
that um, went, uh, that no one heard of. And I was the first hire there on the East Coast. I was the uh, first hire at a company called Guaranteed Rates. Yeah. Ah. Before these other famous people joined. But, uh, you know, my, my boss now, former boss, he's now, I think, second in command at Guaranteed Rates. So he's done well. Nothing but love for him and his uh, family. And I did well there. And it was, you know, it was time, uh, you know, for uh, another opportunity. And, you know, I actually had uh, interviewed with Fairway when I was there. Not interviewed, talked to someone. But it wasn't the right manager. But then I met Dave Laz on LinkedIn. And, and that's really what it takes. You need the right boss, the right company leadership. And it's a combination of things. It's just not the right company. Companies don't even part of it. So then when I met Dave, I was like, yeah, we're going to do some good things. And, and, I, and, I, and I really uh, very much gratitude to my boss, Dave Last. He's made a lot of people's careers great. But I was one of the first that he inspired. Because he gives people the chance, right? Not everyone. I think one thing that, like, is just so false in life is that people think that everyone gets a chance. It's not true. There's a lot of people out there that never even get like a chance at greatness. And Dave Gitlas has given me a chance and I did pretty well. And he's given other people chances and they've done pretty well. And I think you celebrate other people's success too. So I'm very blessed for that opportunity and, and, and seeing other people grow, right? So, uh, you know, and, 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 and like I said, uh, it, it's been nothing. I started Fairway, you know, I think my first year was 14 million. And then when I uh, left last year, I finished with like 175 million. And then as branch manager, we went from like 110 to 496 million in that three-year turnaround. Um, and that branch is going to do great. Fairway Back Bay, um, the, the full full of talent. That branch. So um, you know, that's what I would say. Fairway is really good at training people up. And developing a lot of people so, so what is they're, just, they're loaded fairway is a lot of they're good at developing people i think that's what's what's really missed and that's back bay of boston folks yeah listening but what is it about fairway that that, that gets you motivated that gets you uh driving business you know they give you the opportunity they really do they give you the training and they give you the opportunity and i think that's Something, you know, that I really, uh, you know, they, they have a whole coaching company. Not only do they have a coaching company, I have like two coaches. People don't realize this. I'll tell you guys a really funny story. When I started with Fairway, Dave Laz like, yeah, you need a coach. So I hired this guy, Kevin McGovern. Dude, Kevin is, is a genius coach. He eventually, randomly, became president of the coaching company. The Fairway started, this guy completely random. Like, that just shows you. And then, like, one of the guys I was competing with, he was tired. I was beating him. So then he hired Kevin, and then he beat me the next year. So then I had to go get another coach. And I think that's something that, like, people don't realize. You're never going to do it on your own. That's It's really about everyone else around you. That's really what it's about. Is it the accountability, or is it the teaching of technique? What is it? Both. Both. I would say it's the accountability. And it's, it's the teaching of the, the technique and just to go. Because one thing I've definitely like realized is you just want to move very quick, right? Make a decision and go. Because even if it's not perfect, 
you get more bats, right? This is what is it, your, your life, right? You just make and go, make and go, 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 go. So you definitely have much more, right? It's more opportunities. And you've seen a lot of great, like, growth success stories, right? And I think that's, and I, and I think you've had great longevity here, right? Like, Fairway has just has, has an epic amount of talented, so many talented people. I think that that's like what what's what, what's so good is is that people you see the improvement in people, and and that's why even if we hire someone and we're like, all right, I know they're gonna get better, right? They can get coached up to a certain point, right? You don't have to like hire perfect. In fact, you can. I think fairway gives you more of an opportunity to hire among potential than like at certain other companies because they have the infrastructure to train people up. That's what people don't realize. People want to get better, but without the proper training, you'll never like get there. And I think that gives uh, a better opportunity for people. And I think that's what's, that's what's really missed. And, and, you know, in this industry, people don't really, you know, improve or they wonder how certain people got like a lot better. Right. And I think, you know, you, you saw this like in high school, people would go to certain summer camps, sports camps. The kid comes back and he's all of a sudden a lot better. Well, why? I don't know, man. He got t- he got taught by David Ortiz to hit home runs. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, obviously. Right. That's like a big thing. Right. Like. You definitely want to get taught, right? So that was like a big thing. And I think, you, you know, you learn through collaboration and then do it, right? So, so a lot so of great you, ideas. How are you doing it right now? Like, what's your day? Well, right now, I can tell you, people want to know what I'm doing, right? I'll tell you what I'm doing. You know, I got a website, Make Florida Your Home. If you guys want to know, I already own 41 of the states. I already own the largest cities. But really, I do it through inbound marketing. There's two types of marketing, inbound marketing and outbound marketing. Outbound marketing is like Instagram, uh, TikTok. You're buying and lease land, right? You see it. Not bad. Inbound is like you got to create, you own it. It's on your land. It's like you're renovating a home that you own. So that's what we're doing is we're blogging. We're also doing some outbound, but it's outbound to our inbound. But that's what it is. And inbound is basically broken into, you know, blogging, you know, what I would say is content, SEO, backlinks, and speed. And, and those really are four components of, of inbound marketing. And a lot of people don't know where to start. In the first, like, 60 days or 90 days, I kind of lost a little money. But now I got the right team, the right infrastructure. So, you know, someone knows what I do. They wouldn't, it would take them a really long time. And that's the beauty of inbound marketing is it takes you a long time to catch up, right? So now I'm getting a lot of traction. People are seeing me on, 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 on the internet. Go Google make Florida your home. Google relocate the Florida. Google 2022 condo guidelines. Like anything recent that's cool, I come up. And, and that's the reason why. If you search, you're going to find Phil Gantz. And that's the beauty of inbound marketing. And so we have like an offensive, you know, you know, helping out the consumer and then trying to pass that consumer to the Florida realtors. And once I get it done perfect, we're the infancy, 
you know, the beginning, then we will open up all other 41 states. I'm trying to get the other states, but you now got to realize what happened was, is that now when people realize what you do, they're like, one guy didn't want to sell. He's like, it's like hard, right? So I got to, you know, the price has gone up for the other nine because I developed one of them really well, right? So um, that's what the goal is, is the domination of inbound marketing. And, and really, you know, it did start from, you know, looking, if you look at the number one loan officer, he does 1.5 billion or 1.8 billion. And they said, well, how do you go from 1.8 billion to maybe try to do 10 times that, 18 billion? And there you go. That's such a ridiculous number to ever say, right? But it's actually easier to solve a problem. How would you do 18 billion than it is to try to do even double of what you're doing? Because then the answers are so much more. It's easier. It's obvious what it is. The way that you would, a loan officer would smash the record, this is let everyone know this, would be inbound marketing, 100%. In fact, what people don't realize is, is the story of Zillow. When the uh, former owner of Zillow, the current owner, I forget what his name was, he hired some woman, Ann, and Ann was the chief marketing officer. And he says, well, hey, I need uh, it's like 60 million or 6 million people on my website in six months. They became the greatest publisher in America. So Zillow's core competency was publishing. Their product was an estimate. But, it, but without the core competency of publishing, they would have never have made it. If that wasn't true, then all the other estimators would have caught up. But it, it, and, and there was people that tried, but their advantage was publishing. So people are like, oh, what happened to Ann? I'll tell you what happened to Ann. So like, as you know, there's two things that I feel that are very nuanced. One is mortgages. The other is coffee, right? So you go to the largest coffee shop in the world, right? Which is Starbucks. You go in there and you're like, I want coffee. We don't got coffee. You're like, here's what we got. We got lattes, cappuccinos, macchiatos, Americanos, teas. They start making crap up. And then when you select that, they didn't say, what milk do you want? Do you want whole milk, almond milk, skim milk, da, 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 like milk I've never even heard of from animals that are endangered? Then they, they go say, what sauce, what flavor? Right? It's very nuanced. So what happened was there was this company that was very smart, and its name was Starbucks. And they went to go hire Ann like five years ago. So what happened? Starbucks, since they hired this woman, Ann, that's the chief marketing officer, has had the greatest growth of all time. She basically just like reorganized everything. And it's like, that's why like Starbucks has even exploded even further. And the, and the inbound marketing is just such a, in, in fact, go look at it like this. Look at the, the story of impeach.com. So there is a website, and this will be a non-political story, but just happens around politics, called impeach.com, that was, that was used to impeach President Clinton. And it was actually run by a, a Republican radio host and a Republican husband. And a Republican husband was a California congressman. They've since been divorced. Uh, and he said, well, what happened to impeach.com? I think it's now selling like t-shirts or something. But, but what happened was, is that the woman, the radio host, you know what her name was? Nope. Her name was Arrington Huffington. So she started in Arrington Huffington. And then like some AOL guy was like, yeah, I have an idea. Let's take some of your knowledge of publishing. They started publishing like, like 
like crazy, like inbound, like it was like once every like minute for two seconds. Like these guys know how to publish at a speed like no one's ever seen. So they're publishing like billions of articles, right? You said, what happened? And this is like 10 years ago. Like basically I think Verizon or someone, AT&T was like, yeah, we got $336 million. Would you like it? And they're like, absolutely. So people were like, what happened? They sold out, right? And they were like more middle of the road, but yeah, they became like, you know, they call it voice of the people, but people don't even realize that Arlington Huffington went down was a Republican and her husband was Republican. And like, like what happened? $336 million happened, right? I mean, look, you tell me like 336 million, I'll be anything you want me to be, right? Like, that's the reality, right? Like, let's just tell it what it is, right? There's not a soul here that wouldn't switch companies or for $336 million, but that's the true story. So help me understand inbound marketing better. So you so by way of pushing out content, it drives people back to the Correct. core. Correct. Here's how the Google works. You type in a question, you get an answer. And if you're the answer, they come to your website to get more. And so there's you, a lot that goes into it. But that's that's it. You're the answer. You want to become the answer. The point of inbound marketing is to become the answer that ranks first. Organically. Yep. Because yes. you're putting out all this content that's tagged to you as the expert that would be able to answer the question for this consumer. Correct. And that's exactly the way it works. That's and there's a lot that goes into it. It's not like someone can just like copy me, right? You quit. You just can't have, what happens is you'd go, you'd hire some people. You're like, you just wouldn't understand. Like it takes a whole machine to really like understand of what to do, how to do it and to like build it and scale it and to understand. And Huffington, and Huffington post, she was putting out other people's articles. That was her. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. They choose a massive publishing person. Same with Zillow in the beginning. Zillow didn't even advertise for the service the first seven years of their company. They were pushing right? out content about Absolutely. They think it was his estimate. You know, people say, oh, what is Amazon? What's the core competency of Amazon? You know what they'd say? Products. No, they lose money. Their core competency is logistics. They're like, really? It is. That's their core. Co like, right. people don't understand the difference between products and core competencies. They don't understand the, the difference between unique value proposition and commonality. That's the issue, right? Once you start to understand of what you do differently or better than everyone else, and that's in a big advantage. And that's really the road. That's really the road. You're like, well, what's your goal? 18 billion. Like, that's so ridiculous that someone would say, but it's actually easier to think like that. And I don't know if I'll do it, but like, it's either going to be me or someone like me that's going to do it. Like 2 billion. People are like, oh, Sean Pinoza, let's just say his name, right? They're like, oh, that's a lot. Dude, by the time he gets to four, like, this journey's already there. It's already, like, I'm not the only one. Because think about it. Like, I own most of the states. It's going to be really, like, you know, really, really hard. You come up with something else, right? Some other thing, like Hockey Dad, right? It's, it's a big, it's a big trek. It's a big trek up the mountain. And so I don't know what people are thinking or they're doing, 
But I think that's the way, that's the way, that's the way where someone's going to, there'll be a Simone officer. And I think that record, 20 billion or whatever, dude, that's like such a ridiculous number to, to say. But I think that it's, it's so much more realistic to say that through inbound marketing. Look, if you take the chief marketing officer and you stuck her at like a mortgage company, I mean, she's not a bigger company. She already did it. She did Zillow. Then she did Starbucks. Well, I mean, what else is she going to do? Tesla? You know, next, like, there's only so much that you can do, right? And I think that's, um, that's what it is. What, what I would say is I think that's going to be the game winner is the best person in about the, the right now we're in year 2022. The loan officer record of whoever has it, we'll call it 2025 or 2030. It's not going to be two billion. It's going to be way more, but they're not going to categorize. See, the record still maybe two or three billion. And I think that's a little dishonest because we all know not one loan officer can take two billion of apps, right? That's sort of ridiculous, right? So you just put a bunch of people underneath your 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 name. Um, but but realistically, the company or the people that do it, it it's gonna be a collaboration. I, I really even think of of that. And I think as I grow this. I'll probably grow the team, the inbound marketing team, of, and do some sort of collaboration from within Fairway to build it out further. But that's really going to be the winner. People are like, oh, what's the winner? People are impressed with $2 billion, but it's, But here's the thing. What I think is most impressive, and I'll make this very clear to every realtor that's listening, what will be most impressive when the record's broken is not the record, but how much they give back to the realtors. Because the beauty of inbound marketing versus outbound marketing is the inbound marketing is actually easier to refer back. So if you did 20 billion or 10 billion, you're going to give back 10 billion to realtors or pretty close to that. You'll probably give more back to realtors because it's easy. At that point, it's actually easier to give back. They'll close more than you close. So it's going to be like the ultimate giver's game. Like B and I will probably sue you because you keep on saying givers game. And they're like, that's our phone. <laughs> so but that's that- the reality is that is that um is that that's what's gonna happen, is that you'll give back more to the real like your 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 on top agent. What I would do was is you just take all the pictures of all the people you gave business to. And that'd be your ad, right? It'd be more funny like that. People always post you know, ads of themselves and, and, and suits on a skyline. I guess that's okay. But the way that I want to do it is I want to, I want to take the pictures of all the people that the, the realtors I helped and get them in an ad, because I think that'd be, that'd be more power, powerful is to help out everyone else um, along the way. Because if you can't help out everyone else, what good is it? You won't you'll just be another number, right? But if you helped out all the realtors and all the people, then I think that will, you'll have more of a legacy. And I think that's what I'm chasing now is, is to figure out like, you know, because I'm, 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 ent- I'm entering my prime, I'm 43, how I can leave the biggest legacy. So I'd like to help out more of my colleagues, my realtors, my reverse mortgage planners, try to break the record for most business given to them. So, so help me understand with your inbound marketing. So you're the answer to the question, but they, the consumer who's reaching out to you may need 
real estate services as opposed yeah, to- Yeah, they're going to come to you first and you get them earlier in the cycle and you're more trusted of the source because you're the answer. And then you're able to introduce them to your real realtor partners. Correct. Because they trust you. You know what it's like? It's like you, Mark. It's like you're an attorney. When a client calls you, they trust you more because you're at the top of the cycle and you went to law school, then they do like other positions. You're the attorney. It's the same thing. You're the answer. That's why getting your law degree matters, even if you don't practice law because people will view you more as the answer. So the question comes to you, you're the answer, but they're, they need now they need a buyer agent who can help them find the house. And or, or a listing agent, correct. Yeah. That's the goal. The goal is to give back. The goal is my dream is, like I said, to, to fill a magazine of all the realtors and people that you helped and that you changed their families, not your own. You help out everyone else. You gave so much back that the magazine is just filled with everyone that you helped. That's what it's about. Not, I think it's silly when we post ourselves. That's why I stopped doing it. I'm like, this thing's silly, right? Like it's, it's fine. But I, that's why they're like, oh, Phil, you post your numbers or whatever. No, you never see me do that anymore because it's like, it's like at the, at the end of the day, you see Bill Russell post his numbers or some of these people. They don't really care. If you ask Tom Brady how many yards he is for he just cares about his championships, right? And I think, I think that actually played a big role in Tom Brady not coming back. I think his family played a big role. Oh yeah. I actually think a bigger role that, that, that played that he didn't want to say was, I think he wanted to take a year off, be with his family and then pick another situation. I think he's actually kind of cheating <laughs> because they're going to hit luxury cap issues. So I think he's going to take a year off and you'll see him come back the following year. You're like, no way. Yeah. He'll like redo it. He'll be like, yeah, I'm going to go with the, some team that you don't think. It'll be war weather, but it'll be some, it'll be some team and you don't know. And then people will be upset. It could be the dolphins. Who knows? Right. Right. But he's going to repick his situation. I definitely think he's sitting out this year, but I don't think Tom Brady's done. I think he's going to come back and he's going to do these one year contracts and pick and choose. And people are going to like it. It's like almost like a LeBron would pick and choose where he wanted to go. He's Tom Brady's going to start to do this. I actually think Tom Brady is another five years left. But it's not going to be the way that people are seeing it now. It's going to be, like, so annoying. It's going to be, like, LeBron, the show, this, announcements. And, yeah. So, this year's off. But this is the last year he's eating food of his kids. Right. Right. Well, let me ask you this. Let's get back to it for a second. Is there a book that someone could read to understand inbound marketing better? Boy, that's really hard, right? Like, you know, I use HubSpot, so, so they do offer these academies. You can just go to HubSpot and take these academies. But realistically, it's like a book on basketball. You can take a watch all the Instagrams and stuff like that, but you just got to do it and mess around, right? Like the, the nuances aren't in books. Yeah. They're not. You got to try and do things. And you, have you just to have to go out and you got, you got to learn, right? I'm still learning, right? I'm like, I, you know what it is? I learned just enough to hire the right team. That's literally what it was. First couple of months of your building and learning. 
And then once we learned, but I want to give someone some great advice right now. When you have your marketing team, you need to put your stuff on a PowerPoint presentation. You need to get your thoughts organized and you need to give this to your team a day before your presentation so they can edit it and they can put their ideas in. Yeah. That's what needs to be done. You need to be organized. You can always look back so you can see the progress. And if you're not embarrassed by what you first put out like many months ago, then you're not doing a good job. You should be evolving very quickly. And you have to be patient, right? You do. But the whole thing about first to market is so important because you also got to improve the fastest. The big way to improve the fastest is be highly organized. You need to get organized of a PowerPoint. That was part of it. The, the, the beginning was, 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 was my failure, but you got to do it. You just can't hand things off. You got to get your hands dirty. You got to learn how to do things. Like I know how to do a lot more than I did in the beginning because I learned how to do it. Got it. Or you'll get scammed. People will take your money. Right. You just, you can't, you, you got to know how to do it, you know? And so I know how to, at least, at least I understand how to do it. So I know what I'm looking at and I'm always measuring. I'm, I'm living and breathing inbound market. I think that's, like I said, that's the key. And that's how I'm going to help people is, is that, and that's the same offense all the good websites are running. Every, every, you take the top thousand websites in the United States, they're all good at inbound marketing. That's a common theme. The number one theme about the top thousand websites, inbound marketing. Got it. So one of the things that I always was intrigued um, that you were an early adopter in is not just the inbound marketing, but the, the uh, testimonials and reviews. Yeah, so I'm big into the reviews and big into testimonials. But recently, my, my thoughts have changed on this, of the way that it needs to be presented and involved. So obviously, you want recent reviews. But the whole point of the testimonials is to get people to want to do business with you. So you want the testimonials that will solve your future clients' pain points. That's it. So how do you do that? How do you? Like ones out. So if like you want to solve questions, non-wordable condos, get the reviews of the non-wordable condos. If you want to promote yourself to speed, get the one the testimonials that says you're fast. If you want to promote your full approval, get the one that says the, the full approval helped them and why. So you want to pick up the ones that solve the questions of the future customers. So let's talk about a customer for you though, right? Cause you're still originating mortgages at a high level and you yeah. want, you want to be able to get people delivering reviews. Say it's, you know, cookie cutter, not a, not a, a non-wordable condo, not anything that you had to make wild and crazy jumping through hoops and, and climbing out of ditches, but your, your, your cookie cutter buyer experience. What's that review sound like? You know, I asked him to tell a story. That's really it. And you want to do it. We sent out the review at clear to close. So I think that's really important. We actually use a software called Podium, P-O-D-I-U-M. We have it um, automated, but yet we personalize everything. And we're always doing personalized touches. Like the one thing I will tell people about automation, as soon as the customer realized something's automated, 
like that's like negative 100 points. You have to have the personal touch. So you got to like follow up right afterwards. You got cannot it. just be purely automated. You lose like minus 50 points if they catch that it's automated. That's interesting. That's interesting. You so- can't do that. You can't do that. Like, think about it. If you're like meeting a girl and she catches you like just, she thinks something's automated, she won't want to talk to you. You can't like automate responses, right? Like if I send my wife some some response from like a bot, she'd be pissed off if she learned. She'd be like, you're a jerk. Right, right. That's, That's what I would I would say to the to, to, to people is, is, is you got to personalize. And if you want like a great response, I heard from this one guy, like say he didn't get like a pre-approval and I got to do a better job of like, he didn't get a deal. He'd immediately send them out like a, like a handwritten card. And then they'd come back and get a deal. So I think that's really important is to personalize things more than ever. That's interesting. That's interesting. So you just can't, and it can't be crap. It has to be something about them. So you do have to know something about them. It just can't be crap. That has to be something that you learn in the conversation. You got to be better. That's what I challenge everyone. You got to personalize things. Be better. Be better. I love it. Be better. Be right. better. So as we're dialing it in, I, I'm really fascinated with this whole inbound marketing. And I'm, I'm definitely going to dig in a little bit more on that and, and expand my comfort zone with that. But when it comes to expanding comfort zones, we love it. We have people come on the podcast who, who may have never been on a podcast or doing things they haven't otherwise done. Karaoke is one of those things. And uh, we're going to get everyone together, Phil, and, and we're going to network with all of the guests from this show. And, and karaoke is definitely going to be center stage. So Phil Gans, you're up on the mic next. What are you singing? I would sing like Michael Jackson Thriller. Really? Yeah. Something Do the whole like dance? Do the whole dance? Or something like something fun that the audience likes. Yeah. The big mistake that people make is they pick a song they think can sing well, but not what the audience wants to hear. Like if you can't sing, like I can't sing, but like they want to hear it, they'll sing for you. It's like what's that song at Fenway Park? Uh, that have James Taylor, right? Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline. Like literally, if you did Sweet Caroline. It'd be okay. Like people would be like, they would sing it along for you, right? Because it feel like Fenway Park in Boston. In Florida, they may not go so well because it's the wrong audience. Right. You want to know who your audience is, sing the right song, and then go from there. And that's what I would say, you know? And bring the crowd in. Bring them all in. Take care of everybody. That seems like a theme with you. Yes, I think that's important, you know? I love it. So let me ask you this. One last question, most important of them all. And I know you have, you're everywhere and anywhere, but if somebody wants to get in touch with you to write a mortgage, get um, some financing or connect with you from the real estate perspective, Massachusetts, Florida, or any of the states you're in, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Call me directly, 617-529-9317. Again, my number is 617-529-9317. Send me a text, call me. Seven days a week, 365. Hit me up. I am here to help. I'm here to serve. And I'm here to collaborate. So even if you're with a different company, cool. 
Like we can rap back and forth. I think people, that's the other thing is like, people don't realize like there's a lot of collaboration that goes on. You look at these mastermind groups, high level, they're always collaborating. And believe me, in, in sports, you see this all the time. People think, oh, like Mahomes doesn't like Joe Burrow or something. These guys talk all the time. Like that's why there's like tight end clubs and quarterback clubs. So if there's any loan officers that would like to collaborate or talk to me, you know, give me a call. I want to learn from you. You can learn from me and we can actually make it better for the consumers and help out our realtor partners. We can all do more. And I really stress that, that it's a growing pie and we just got to raise the standard of how we do things to give the customer a better experience. So I am here to help. Dude, I love that so much. Phil, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and wisdom with us. I really, really appreciate it. And I know the listeners will as well. All right, lots of love, be in touch. Will do, see you, pal. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice for a new episode each week and share this with everyone and anyone. If you have any questions or comments or have an idea for another guest, feel free to shoot me an email at mstyles at styles-law.com. That's M-S-T-I-L-E-S at styles-law.com. And if you are a real estate professional, be sure to check us out on our private exclusive Facebook page, The Real Estate School at 892 for content and Massachusetts continuing education opportunities. Be well, folks. Today's episode is sponsored by Securitidal. Securitidal helps Massachusetts real estate attorneys, real estate agents, loan professionals, buyers, and sellers with all of their title, settlement, and escrow needs. Securitidal, S-E-C-U-R-I-T-I-T-L-E.com, where security and title come together. This podcast is being provided for informational purposes only. The podcast is not a comprehensive overview of the subject and is not intended to provide legal or financial advice or an endorsement of any product or business. The views expressed by podcast guests are their own and their appearance on the podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Please seek legal, financial, or tax advice before taking any action on the matters or products discussed herein.